Welcome back to another edition of the Edge Podcast. Managing Editor Brendan Slaughter joined, as always, by recruiting analyst Jared Hallitz for BeaversEdge.com. And this week we have a very special guest, 2021 Oregon State quarterback commit Sam Bidlack joining us here on the Edge Podcast. Sam, thanks for taking the time, my man. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited to, to be on the podcast. And so, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm doing pretty good. That's good to hear, Sam. Again, uh, I, we really do appreciate you coming on. Just kind of take us through a little bit uh, how life uh, has been for you uh, post-commitment. And uh, we'll kind of get into it from there. Yeah, post-commitment, um, life's been pretty good. I mean, um, you know, I'm just staying focused and working and trying to put on weight, get faster, get stronger, things like that. And um, doing a lot of recruiting and trying to build up our class. Um, but yeah, things have been good. And uh, personally, things have been good for me. It's just uh, it's been kind of a crazy year and uh, especially time right now and times right now in Southern Oregon. And I'm sure up where you're at as well are pretty crazy. But yeah, life after commitment has been good. Certainly, and and uh, we do we would we'd be remiss if you know us here at BeaversEdge.com did not wish uh, or give our best uh, wishes and prayers out to everyone that is affected here in Oregon locally. We've had some conversations on the damn board and had some subscribers that have been affected, so we're definitely sending our thoughts and prayers out. Sam, for you personally, uh, just kind of take us through a little bit. Uh, what's kind of your been your emotion with the season? You know, being postponed, not having football in the fall as you kind of expected, and um, what your kind of mindset has been kind of heading into, uh, this new, uh, this kind of schedule of sorts. Yeah. So yeah, my, I mean, my mindset really, all you can do is just take things one day at a time. Um, especially with there not being any, uh, specific date set to shoot for, which, which can be, um, a little more difficult than, um, traditionally when you have a date circled for a game or, you know, your first day of practice and things like that. So, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I've, I've got my schedule going. Um, I'm on a pretty um, pretty strict schedule, which I enjoy being on and um, lifting and all that. And I'm trying to – we're trying to get a seven-on-seven league started um, regionally with all the schools in our valley, and that was going to start uh, this week, which I was really looking forward to. But um, it got postponed due to the fires. So hopefully that can start up pretty soon, and that would be something that – It'd be really nice to get back out and um, compete in at least some form. But, um, yeah, just just working towards football season, whenever that may be, just uh, getting better every day. You mentioned recruiting. Just kind of for you personally, kind of what's the message you've kind of been telling uh, some other kids, maybe in the 2021 class and trying to, you know, maybe build up that, uh, uh, build the damn 2021? Yeah, I mean, the message really is just, we want great players, and um, I think obviously this class isn't going to be a huge one um, numbers-wise, but I think that we have some really good players committed already, and um, I just want to keep adding to that. Um, and I think that we've got some guys that, that we're close to getting that are, are, would be real good gets. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to build relationships with these guys and, um, you know, kind of just – I think the more you build a relationship with somebody um, – obviously the better chance you're going to have because um, it's not, it's the people that make the place. And so, um, yeah, obviously just trying to, trying to reach out to guys, stay in touch, things like that. You mentioned a little bit. I mean, obviously you talk about uh, the, the guys who are uncommitted, who, who they've put you on to this point. And uh, you also mentioned that, you know, it's not going to be a, a massive class numbers wise, uh, but you, the staff's been able to, to add some great players. And, you know, you talk about the relationships. Who who in your class have you, you know, that's already committed uh, alongside you? Who have you been able to uh, to get close with? And, and how do you feel overall just about who you've got on your side so far? I feel really good overall about um, the guys that we've got committed so far. I think that, um, yeah, like you said, it's not a huge class numbers-wise, but I think we have some really good players in this class. And um, I've really been able to actually um, get close with I mean, obviously, as close as you can get virtually with uh, just being able to text and call and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I've stayed in touch with all of our commits, really, and um, I talk to them all, uh, make sure to stay in touch. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good class, and I'm, I'm really excited to uh, get to Corvallis to put some work in with these guys. Just on the on the topic of relationships, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a, it's a big thing, and obviously in recruiting it's, 
it's the number one thing. And what a lot of people lose sight of is that, you know, just because a player has committed does not mean that that player ha- is not being, you know, consistently recruited still themselves. Uh, so it's easy to, to ask you, you know, who all have you been reaching out to being that you're already committed? But, uh, I mean, how has your relationship with the coaches developed ever since you uh, made your pledge yourself? Uh, since I've committed to Oregon State, my relationship with the coaching staff at Oregon State just, has just gotten better. Um, I talk to uh, most of the coaches every week, and, um, you know, so it's it's great. I, I really, really like the coaching staff, and I, I can't wait to be coached by them and continue to, uh, you know, build our relationship and uh, build something um, special in Corvallis. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to um, get to work with those guys. If you're just joining us here on the Edge podcast, managing editor Brennan Slaughter, joined by Jared Hallis, and our guest this week is 2021 Oregon State quarterback commit Sam Vidlack. Sam, again, just to kind of take us through, for you, um, not have or not being not having football yourself, being able to play, and then also not having you know Oregon State being playing at least right away. Um, kind of what's kind of the the emotions that you have going through that like you know you, when you committed you know you had your vision and now kind of all that's kind of at least on hold at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just like you said, everything's just on hold. So um, my mindset, like I said, was just. Um, taking things one day at a time and um, really just one step at a time, not trying to get too ahead of myself or anything, because um, I know with the way things are, um, it's especially to hard, it's especially hard to count on anything as far as um, having a date set for something or something like that. So as soon as things get opened back up, I can't wait to go, go up at, uh, go up to Oregon state and check it out and things like that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, obviously, for football. I can't wait for football to start um, if and when that starts. So, yeah. Just, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, uh, just from your perspective, since kind of the uh, the Oregon State season got on hold and, and kind of they've had some uncertainty, is their message, the coaching staff, I mean, been pretty consistent with you in terms of, like, talking about the future? Or, that, or have there been, you know, conversations about, like, you know, the future being somewhat uncertain? Uh, as far as like my future with Oregon state, is that what you're asking? No, just kind of more in the sense of like, you know, not knowing exactly like timelines, like you were saying, not have everything kind of being on hold. What's kind of been their message to you throughout the thing is that, you know, they kind of been in your corner, support it. And, you know, what's kind of been their message throughout this whole kind of, you know, season cancellation, COVID, you know, just uncertainty around basically everything. Yeah. I mean, their message really is just to stay working because, um, I mean, obviously nothing's being seen right now as far as work. And so, um, when everything opens back up, um, it should be pretty easy to tell who's been working and who hasn't. So, um, yeah, that's really the big thing is just to continue to work and, um, be prepared and be ready for when the time comes. For sure. And I mean, just again, talking about the coaching staff and they obviously want you to be prepared. You were obviously this whole time preparing and I'm pretty sure this was still the same as the last time we talked. And just based on what you've been telling me, I I still get the same vibe, but as of now, the plan for, for you is still, you know, play by ear, see see what's happening with your senior season, stay play your senior season and enroll in uh, for, for, you know, regular time and not, not enroll early. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I won't, I won't be enrolling early. Um, I've talked to coach Smith and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing my senior football season. If it's, uh, being it's, if it's going to be played, it'll be played in the spring in Oregon. And so I'll play my senior football season. And then, uh, right after football, I'll play baseball and then I'll head up to Oregon state. I didn't know you were a baseball player. Yeah, I'm a baseball player. I, I play baseball for, for my whole life. I love baseball. Two sport athlete, or do you do other things as well? No, uh, football and baseball. Two sport athlete. Yep. Football and uh, what? I'm curious, Sam. Uh, what position in baseball, and uh, what led you kind of to uh, eventually pursue the gridiron beyond high school? Uh, in baseball, I, I'm a middle infielder, and I also pitch a little bit. And um, really, I mean, I, I I love both sports my whole life, but um. I don't think there's anything like playing quarterback. I think that's the, for me, that's the ultimate thing in sports. My, it's my favorite thing to do. It's, 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've always wanted to play college football. Um, and ultimately, I, I got a great opportunity that I get to go pursue at Oregon State. And so, um, yeah, I just I'm really excited for that. Certainly. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, being the baseball guy that you are, that uh, you were quite the quite the probably pretty big Oregon State baseball fan for uh, most of your life with, uh, you know, how much success they've had up there in Corvallis. Oh, yeah. Huge Oregon State baseball fan. And um, yeah, they, they've had a super successful program. And yeah, it's, I, I've really I followed along with Oregon State baseball and football for a long time. Um, so it's neat. Need that I'll go get to play for that university. You're going to pull the Jameis Winston and uh, try to try to do the du- dual sport athlete Russell Russell Wilson kind of deal. Uh, I don't think so. I I I, I talked to um, the Oregon State baseball coaches and um, I have the as of the last time we talked, I have the option to try and do that later in my career. Very but, um, It's football football first for me always and. Um, that's something that that is really neat and it's an honor but i'm i'm a football first guy and um i think that i'll have my hands full um, yeah, for quarterback I mean, oh that- yeah and, and, and it's interesting jared just because like you know there have been a couple guys you know notable guys in recent memory that i remember at oregon state you know it, it's tough you know there's been a couple guys that have tried to do both i'm thinking back to one of the more notable was <clears throat> when jordan poyer safety for the Buffalo Bills now came into Oregon State. He had the desire to do both and actually worked out uh, with the baseball team his first year. Might have even been his second year as well before he chose to solely focus on football. Hunter Jarman, wide receiver on the football team a couple years ago, also uh, was in that and eventually ended up going towards baseball uh, after his career. So it it really is a a tough thing on timing and you kind of have to, you know, dedicate one to your craft. And for, for you specifically, Sam, uh, trying to be uh, a starting, you know, power five quarterback and then juggle another sport. That, that's a lot to handle. So I, I think you made the right call. Yeah, thank you. I, I think, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, that's like you said, that's a lot. And so I'm really excited to get to work at, uh, at quarterback for Oregon State. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not writing anything off or anything like that. But, um, you know, I'm not. I'm also not going there with the mindset of I'm going to be playing both sports from the get go. I'm going to. That's that's not my thing. I'm going there to play football. So that's what I'll be doing. Is it kind of? In like, your, or, go it, ahead, Jared. I'm just curious. Is it kind of like? I mean, again, you talk about playing two sports growing up, and eventually you just decided that that football was for you. Um, you know, I, I think being quarterback at the Division One level, especially Power Five, really at any level, truly, uh, even if it's you know, making being the starter for your middle school is like at the time, obviously it's a, it's a big deal for yourself as you continue to grow old. I mean, everyone's dream is to play, you know, at the next level, but a very, 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 very small percentage of people actually get to make that happen. You were committed to Montana. Uh, you got the offer from Oregon state and decided that that was best for you. And I mean, again, it's, it's a dream for most people, uh, but it's a reality for yourself. Did that, did that moment kind of take a minute to settle in? Like that, I am actually committed to a you know power five school, uh, in a school that you know has put quarterbacks in the NFL recently. Yeah, that that was that's that was pretty surreal, and it did it took a a little bit to kind of set in, and um, yeah, it's it's really neat, especially thinking that like that's my in-state um school that competes in the Pac-12, and um, I watch them on Saturdays on my. TV with my family and um I never didn't think I couldn't play at that level but um I also wasn't at a young age I wasn't like oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna go there I, I didn't know you know and so um when I actually sunk in like wow I'm actually gonna be playing for them I'm gonna be playing quarterback for the Oregon State Beavers it was pretty awesome Sam I have to ask you this as well just for you personally I, it's probably not something you've thought about too much but for you know all of us recruiting pundits and people that got to, you know, come up with narratives and stories. It's kind of a cool deal. You have an opportunity to, you know, be a starting quarterback for Oregon state who is homegrown, who's from the state of Oregon, Oregon state, you know, hasn't had one since Derek Anderson, in the early two thousands, just would that be special to you? And that would, would that be extra special to you being a native Oregonian and being able to, you know, start for the Beavers a couple years down the line? 
Yeah, that would be really special. Um, yeah, that, that's the storyline behind that is one that doesn't come across very often, and that's pretty awesome. Um, you really don't hear about a an in-state quarterback um, from Oregon getting to go play at at Oregon State all that much. So I'm super excited for that, and obviously, yeah, that would that'd mean a lot to me. And um, yeah, I think it's that's part of like getting to compete for my home state is something that was a really really unique opportunity. I think everybody definitely shares that excitement with you. I mean, every time we talk to somebody, they uh, they can't say enough about you. And even if it's somebody who's not, you know, super plugged into the program, all it takes is a quick look at the tape and everybody has nothing but good things to say. So I think everybody certainly is uh, ready for you to get there and excited to see what you're going to bring to the table. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, I, and I'm really excited to get there and, and prove to everybody what I can bring to the table. Case, you're just joining us uh, here on the Edge podcast. Brendan Slaughter, Jared Hallis. We're joined by Sam Vidlak. Just a couple more questions for you, Sam, before we let you go. I'm also, uh, Jared, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, just for a situation you're coming into, Jared, you mentioned Oregon State putting quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, Jake Luton ended up winning the backup job in Jacksonville and will be backing up Gardner Minshew, another Pac 12 guy. I guess Jacksonville's got the Pac 12 thing this year. Uh, just Jake, or, or excuse me, Sam, how cool is it for you that you see a guy that was at Oregon State last year that was immediately able to find uh, NFL success largely based on, you know, his play, but just, you know, uh, the coaching from Coach Lindgren and Coach Smith and just the way that he really finished out his career on a high note. Yeah, it's super awesome to see. Um, yeah, that's that's something that's pretty cool um, really to to just look at and see that the university that I'll go to their starting quarterback last year was playing in the NFL that's that's something pretty awesome that's pretty awesome and um I think the big thing with that is um everybody obviously says they want to um go play in the NFL play at the next level but um I think the big thing is that I need to be focused on is um taking care of business at Oregon State and going and ripping it up at Oregon State and if I do that then the the opportunities will open up at the next level just like they did for for Jake Luton. Certainly, and and just kind of Sam to wrap it up on on a bit of a, a lighter note. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of curious when you're not uh, grinding away, whether it be you know training, working out, or you know uh, studying the playbook or whatnot. What do you like to do to get away from football? Kind of what's your kind of relaxation and kind of what's your uh, maybe some hobbies you have outside of football, just so kind of uh, some of the Beavers Edge subscribers can kind of get to know you a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty I'm actually a pretty just a relaxed guy. I'm a homebody, um, and so I really, when I'm not um, doing that type of stuff, football stuff, working out, watching film, I'm just hanging out with my family, my friends, hanging out with my girlfriend, and just really relaxing. Um, I really enjoy downtime, uh, spending spending time with people I love, and so that's that's really what I do. And I also enjoy hunting and fishing. Um, so yeah, I mean, this year with with football not being in the fall, I might actually be able to do a little more hunting than I have. <laughs> um in the past so maybe yeah no kidding you, you usually deer and elk season runs right through um the fall football season so that's a good point did you uh find any uh fishing luck this summer did you get out there have any good catches i know for a fact jared's been out and has had some really nice catches this summer too so maybe you guys got a little something in, com- in <laughs> common there yeah he's probably got me beat I- i've been out a few times and uh i've done all right we live on the Applegate River real close to it, so um, me and my brothers go down there and fish quite a bit, and um, we went up to uh, Lake Stevens uh, to visit my uncle up there a couple weeks ago, and we went fishing up there, and so it was it was, it was was a good time, and I haven't been fishing as much as I'd like, to be honest, so um, I think Jared's definitely got me beat for probably biggest fish and most fish caught. Hey, well, you've earned it, man. Give yourself give yourself. <laughs> Get back out there, because you could probably catch me in that time. My dad's motor just blew out on his boat, so we've actually been a we put a little bit of a halt on our trip. So maybe you, you've got some time. So this is your chance, man. I I better see some pictures in my DMs or some. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll try to catch up real quick while you're down. I'll, I'll try to catch back up to you. <laughs> and I, I need. Yeah, to no. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, it was it, my my folks and I were considering doing like uh, some ocean fishing before the uh season wrapped up uh, out on the coast for chinook or crab or whatever and kind of the weather uh kind of threw any any of those plans out this weekend so i'm hoping to get out there at some point but 
yeah, I got a chance to do a little bass fishing this summer, and that was pretty relaxing and nice. But again, Sam, I'm telling you, Jared, this this guy, this guy is quite the fisherman. I, I mean, he 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 sends me these pictures, and I'm just like, whoa. All right, live it. He, he's he's got us all beat. Listen, guys, it's Georgia. <laughs> this is is what we're known for, almost. Georgia, Texas, Florida, just kind of like the southeast as a whole, is uh is definitely a prime prime location to be in if you want to catch largemouth uh, bass. And you know, in some cases, there's some good smallmouth, but I think you guys have us beat up there for those. Yeah, largemouth is absolutely in your area, certainly. Yep, I, I agree with you there. What do you hunt for, Sam? Uh, blacktail around here so that's that's really all we have in southern oregon but um uh, a little turkey hunting and uh i haven't i haven't uh gone bear hunting but Ooh. I, I haven't but maybe that's something i'd get into this fall that would be a rush for sure yeah it would well uh sam we really appreciate the time boss and, and it means a lot that you jumped on with us and uh make sure to uh stay safe down there uh, in southern oregon and uh, we look forward to uh, doing this again at some point with you of course you stay safe up there too and uh you as well jared and thanks again for having me on i enjoyed it absolutely my man all right folks sam vidlack oregon state 2021 commit Appreciate him jumping on with us. Jared, let's kind of just uh, segue and kind of sort of wrap up uh, the podcast. Uh, again, big shout out to Sam. Uh, Jared, just a couple other little things we wanted to touch on news-wise. Um, obviously, the biggest Oregon State uh, didn't land uh, 2021 uh, commit or, excuse me, 2021 power forward Ben Gregg. Was that really uh, a surprising um, decision to you for him to end up at Gonzaga? Yeah, I mean, like I said, in, uh, in our story about it, the the day before we did the the buy or sell, um, and you know if, if you if you asked me that question, you know two months ago, you know if somebody came to me and said actually he's not going to Oregon State, he's going to go there. Well, at the time he he didn't even have the offer, so I definitely would have called you crazy. But when he got the offer, everybody you know that that had some knowledge of his recruitment kind of got the idea that that's where you know he was going to go. It was going to be heading in that direction. He he grew up a fan of the team, and you know. Kind of similar to Sam's situation, uh, you know, when it's a, a local school and you've got ties to the school in some way, it's it's easy for those to to prevail. So it was a I wouldn't call it a no brainer. Obviously, Oregon State had a a very uh, significant amount of momentum in that for a long time, but uh, you know, at the at the end of the day, Gonzaga jumped in at the right time and they they pushed very very hard. So it was yeah. Surprised. Certainly. And just in hearing, you know, we had some conversations on the damn board with, uh, you know, the Beaver's Edge staff just or excuse me, with the Beaver's Edge subscribers just kind of talking about it. You know, Jared, there was kind of like a, a surprising narrative, like why couldn't Oregon State, you know, beat out Gonzaga here? And I think it's important to keep that all in perspective. No disrespect to Oregon State's basketball program, but they haven't even been in the same category as what Mark Few has done up there in Gonzaga in recent memory. I mean, you're talking, you know, just in Ben Gregg's case, a couple of recent examples, you know, Zach Collins went 10th overall a couple of years ago to Portland Trailblazers. Kelly Olenek is still in the league and has, um, you know, carved out a really nice role. And I think when you have an established coach with a dynamic pedigree, I mean, Mark Few is one of the best yeah. and a track record of putting bigs in, in the NBA, I, I don't, you know, like you said, I can't blame Ben. And given that Oregon State has kind of struggled to get over that hump, I'm I'm not too surprised that he ended up making that decision. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't necessarily jump all over them. Uh, it is a it is a loss at the end of the day, you know, no matter how you spin it, because there was a lot of momentum for them at one point. Um, but like you were saying, Gonzaga makes a great case. It doesn't matter who you are. It's a very attractive landing spot for, for everyone. Um, so it is what it is. You know, you move on, you find another target, which I, I'm sure they've already, you know, have done that a, a while back. You know, they've always got the, the backup options and things like that. And so I'm, I'm sure they'll find their guy. It's just a matter of, uh, of making it actually happen this time. Of course. And then, you know, just covering on some other news as we rack up, wrap up the, the Edge podcast. Again, big thanks to uh, Sam Bidlack for joining us uh, for the majority of it. Jared and I just wrapping up some of the news and notes of the week. Uh, most importantly, it, it dropped last Friday. But again, we have to 
um, just touch on this, Jared. Um, the Pac the Pac 12s um, announcement with their uh, partnership, rather, with uh, the rapid testing company Quiddle, and and again, hopefully, I'm not bu- butchering that name um, on or Quido or however you say it. But again, rapid testing machines for COVID-19 will be delivered to each and every Pac-12 athletic department by the end of September, and it will allow immediate same-day testing. And again, it's been laid out, you know, numerous times. You know, we got great uh, Pac-12 reporting. Uh, John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News does a great job of kind of having the inside knowledge of what's going on with the conference. But as far as Jared, the Pac-12 getting back to play. You know, we kind of saw the headline last week. Commissioner Larry Scott called it a game changer. Everything that I've seen and everything that I've heard this week, at least for the Pac-12 certain situation, reasons for postponing the season to begin with, this is huge. And Beaver fans and Pac-12 football fans uh, can't take it lightly because it could mean, you know, within a month or two, you know, I would say roughly – end of November, maybe mid-November, it's plausible and realistic to think we could have Pac-12 football. Yeah, I mean, that's what our whole last podcast was about uh, with, with OSU Beef. Uh, it was pretty much the center of, of the discussion last uh, last time we, we recorded, and it's a very real possibility at this point, which of course is exciting, but you know, just like we were saying last time, it, you got to make sure it's a safe return. And it sounds like you know, they're doing the most to, to make sure that that's the case. So it's it's obviously nothing is, uh you know, set in stone yet. No dates or anything have been announced. Um, but it, it is forward momentum and it's uh, pushing towards a, a season, which is super, super exciting. And obviously, uh, you know, we love to hear that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And, and, I'm, and I tell you one thing else, uh, Jonathan Smith is certainly someone who who would like to hear that information, too, is, again, uh, the Beavers have done a pretty good job of being able to stay, you know, relatively um, safe down there in Corvallis. I believe they've only had four positive COVID uh, tests within the entire Oregon State Athletic Department since March. They've done a really good job of keeping things contained. But again, rapid testing was really the the game changer in the sense that, you know, Larry Scott, many others, the pactual chancellors, doctors, medical advisory boards, so on didn't think they would have access to this sort of, um, you know, technology, um, you know, until maybe the end of the year. And again, you know, looking over to the Big Ten, you know, getting the support uh, uh, from the White House as far as, you know, those same kind of immediate testing, better testing capabilities. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out, Jared, because you see the Pac-12 and the Big Ten you know, kind of playing catch up now. They're getting what they need in order to, in their viewpoint, return to the field safely. But then on the other side of the token, you know, I heard from Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know, Clemson head coach earlier this week that, you know, the ACC, Big 12 and SEC want nothing to do with the Big 10 and the Pac-12 as far as being involved in the playoff because they're going to be several months ahead of them. Uh, by the time they even get back to action. And I think that's going to cause maybe a little bit of some rifts between the power fives this year. I think we're kind of heading for this weird kind of, you know, crystallization of events and we're going to kind of have to see how it all shakes out. But, uh, you know, some football is better than none, but I think it's extremely realistic to consider the possibility that the PAC 12 and big 10, uh, even if they return to action, will be left out of the college football playoff. Potentially again, that's something that's not a, Certainly, just because Dabo said it, obviously, obviously he's like a a big big name and a big face in in the the area. But uh, you know, it's going to take a lot more to to make that a thing. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think there's some uh, justifiable logic behind it. But you never you never really know. I mean, it's 2020, man. There's no telling. <laughs> At this point, I, I'm just glad to uh, to see that. I mean, obviously, with uh, with kickoff being tonight uh for miami and uab seems like we're definitely at least going to have a, a week one um which is something that if you told me was going to happen a few weeks ago i probably probably wouldn't have believed you so just happy to be there um and we'll we'll deal with the rest you know cross that bridge when we get there kind of thing most certainly and and again you know make sure to make sure to keep it locked to beaversedge.com for all the latest uh, info and you know we will continue to publish stories and updates as we have them as far as 
uh, Oregon State's return to play and what the Pac-12's allowing and what the Oregon and uh, uh, health authorities allowing and so on and so forth. A lot of moving pieces, Jared, as, as you said before, uh, you know, we're trying, you know, playing football is Z and Oregon State and, you know, the Pac-12 is on like F right now. So, you know, there's a lot of things that still need to come together. But as we've seen, and as you pointed out, it is possible. There are schools that have played. There are schools that have played and had uh, no COVID repercussions. So the path exists. We'll figure out, we'll have to wait and see exactly how it all shakes out uh, on the Pac-12 and the West Coast side, but uh, some some more optimism, and that's always nice to have. Yeah, we, we got to, man. I, I'm too excited to see what can happen in year three, you know? Most certainly, and, and again, that'll, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, year three was supposed to be kind of that, you know, transition, beyond the transition year, the, the take a big step year for Oregon State football. So I know Beaver's Edge subscribers are going to be just itching to get that season underway. And, you know, this week we published, you know, what, what we believe to be our projected uh, offense and uh, defensive depth chart. We had some subscribers that were really excited, you know, kind of seeing the whole unit come together. And, you know, then you're like, okay, we still got to wait for football. But uh, again, it'll come. And I'm confident that, you know, steps are being taken and, you know, we're seeing progress being made. So it's got to keep the faith keep the faith and uh, everything should work out uh, i would say jared that's all you can ask for man forward steps are even if they're baby steps they are steps forward um so got to stay positive and like we've said throughout this whole thing make the most of uh the scenario that you have been given right now that is uh it's looking like a, a return to what will be close to normalcy if, if all goes well most definitely. And again, big thanks to Sam Vidlack, Oregon State 2021 quarterback commit for joining us uh, in the first segment of the podcast. And uh, big uh, um, credit to everyone that's joined us in our guest segments uh, so far. We've had a number of different subscribers. We've had uh, our very own publisher, Mike Singer, on. We've also had um, now recruits on as well. And we want to keep that door open to uh, Beaver's Ed subscribers that want to come on. So if you want to join Jared and I, talk a little shop, talk a little Oregon State. Heck, talk fishing, talk hobbies with Jared and I. We'd love to, we'd love to have you. So uh, again, uh, that'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Edge Podcast. Again, big shout out to Sam Bidlack for joining us, and uh, for Jared Hallis. This is Brendan Slaughter signing off. And once again, to uh, everyone uh, out in Oregon, make sure to stay safe out there. Our thoughts and prayers are most definitely with you in this trying time. So that'll do it for this uh, edition of the Edge Podcast. Make sure to tune in. Next week as we'll have another edition.
go Beavs.